the Indigenous, the poor and the mentally ill are overrepresented. Where isolation, humiliation and degradation are facts of life. Welcome to prison. It depends who's telling the story, I suppose. The prisoners would have one view. The people who work in the prison system would have another. And I think it's up to people to decide uh, where, where the truth is. Give government propaganda and the media spin doctors the flick. And check out Doin' Time for news, views and tunes on prison issues from Guantanamo Bay to Christmas Island to prisons and detention centres everywhere. Every Monday at 4pm on your community radio, 3CR. We are still fired up and we're still talking about revolution. Hello and welcome to the Doing Time Show. This is 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM on the dial, streaming live on www.3cr.org.au. And this is the Doing Time Show. Today on the show, we have a full studio once again. And I wanted, first of all, to dedicate this show to all refugees and asylum seekers. And I have here some very special guests. Um, who I'll introduce in a second. So joining me in the studio is um, Naba. Hi, how are you? And Ahmad. Hi, hello. From Sudan. And Naba is from, where are you from, Naba? Uh, I'm from Iraq. From Iraq. And and also Hassan. Hello, how are you, Hassan? Hello, everyone. <laughs> and listeners may recall that Hassan joined us a couple of weeks ago and brought um, other people in to speak with us. And Rob is also here. Good day. Joining us in the studio, and, and Rob is um, also has done some work with us on the show as well, many times, and has also been behind the scenes producing. It's approximately 4.01, and I think I need to start off by saying that the, the refugees here that I've just introduced have all had hardship, and I want to talk to them today on this show about some of the things that have happened here, how they got here. So, Naba, as as the youngest um, here who has come by boat, who's 14 years old, um, can you tell us what what has happened to you and and some of the things that you want to talk about? Um, it's really complicated now. Like, um, at the age of 18, they will stop giving me income. And that, like, I wouldn't be able to go to uni. So I basically need a job out of year 12. Um, and one of my, two of my, actually, two of my siblings, that which is which is older than me, um, dropped out of high school. So, and the, the government stopped giving them income anymore. So now they're, like, struggling looking for work. And a brother of mine, which is 19 years old, he has kidney problems. And they stopped giving him Medicare and they stopped. So there's no income anymore and he's like struggling right now and it's really hard for him. So he can't work. Um, and yeah, It's hard, isn't yeah. it? It's, you know, no, but there's so many things and I know you're pretty, you're pretty overwhelmed. And I think I asked you first because to, to speak, not that, Adam and um, Hassan are not important. We're, they're all, all of you are, are pretty, I'm very honoured to have you all here, but I'm asking you first to speak because you're the youngest and 
as a young girl, you know, you've been separated, haven't you, from your family and you're here in Australia. What visa are you from, Naba? Bridging visa. Bridging, and what is a bridging visa? Um, for like refugees who came by boat. Okay, and you you came by boat. Yes. And you came to escape the conflict in Iraq. Yeah, it was there was danger. I had to leave my country. There was, I was like, there's a story of me like nearly getting kidnapped, and that my dad was receiving death threats. So we came to the point where we had no choice but like leaving the country, and so we came here asking for help and knowing what the government is treating us it's really disappointing and i'm really shocked why are you shocked naba because first of all i came here for for a future for me to live a safe life and knowing that i have to drop out of high school is like i'm losing my dream and what i was hoping to be when i grow up and like me when i grow up with no education and knowing about nothing um it's really hard for when in the future when I have in the future when I have kids, like I won't be able to teach them and Oh you you really... You you will. I, I'm sure that things and you've got beautiful English by the way. Where where did you learn English? Um I first came to language school when I first came here. And then yeah. I started to go to primary school. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And how long have you been here for Naba? About eight years now. So you've ha- you've been on this bridging visa for eight years? Yes. Despite the fact that you came on a boat? And were you detained before you, you came here? Before yes. you were let out in the community? Yeah. Where were you detained? Um, detention centres first when I came here. Which one? Detention centres. Yeah. So um, I came to Christmas Island. Christmas Island? Yeah. And then they put us into deten- detention centres. I don't know how much I stayed there. That's okay. I yeah. don't remember that much. Because you wouldn't I was have young. a lot of memory, yeah. and and there, there is a lot of trauma there. Yeah. So, it's it's good that it is really important. Really, the aim of today is very simple. We're not here to discuss jargon or government policies. Really, we're here to hear your stories. And what about you, Adan? Ahmed. Ahmed, sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> My pronunciation. <laughs> My English is worse than hers. Uh, hello, everyone. <laughs> Uh, uh, thank you uh, very much for having me. My name is uh, Ahmed Salim. I'm Sudanese. I came uh, from an uh, uh, area called Darfur. Probably some of uh, you maybe heard about Darfur. Uh, probably uh, it's happened the crisis because uh, Darfur have had the worst humanitarian crisis in the world. Mm-hmm. More than uh, 400,000 people were killed and 2.7 million people were forced forced to uh, leave their home and live in refugees come in neighboring country and internal displaced come according to NGOS report. I was also forced to leave my country as a young man. I did not have that uh, many choices. Whether I leave the country or I get uh, jailed and tortured, even I killed by the government just because of uh, my tribe, it is a much of the life and death. That's why I decided to leave my country and I got a very dangerous boat to come to Australia. Likely, I was arrived safely to Australia. 
I spent two months in detention center in Northern Territory, and I was released under the bridging visa, and then I was uh, granted the bridging visa, uh, which is uh, temporary. So when I come to Australia, I have been study hard to break the language barrier, and I have working hard to help myself and help my family, and I also are contributing Australia economic as as a working hard people do. So I'm a good citizen, so I deserve to have a, a permanent visa to stay in Australia and to be part of Australia story of uh, development and prosperity. I appeal to Australian uh, people to stand with us to. Uh, with us in order to achieve that goal. According to the government policies, we uh, di- do, do not have uh, any hope to become uh, BR as a result. Uh, we are we are having very uh, difficult time and this situation has affected us deeply because our future is not clear and we are living in limbo. We also, uh, thank you uh, to, for, for the Justice for Refugees, which is a stand on behalf of uh, 30,000 uh, million, uh, 30,000 uh, refugees uh, around Australia for their great, great support. And we thank you, Australian people, for the standing with us and everyone who is uh, showing joy and interest in our issues. We here to speak on uh, behalf of uh, 30,000 refugees, so it is too many uh, refugees like me. Even some of them, uh, they li- live a very bad situation, which you know work right, uh, not right to study, and some of them get the some of them that get reject- rejected uh, two, three times. Yeah. Also the children, they were born in here, and they, they don't have the a birth certificate right so we have all of uh, various types of the evil which is human being inflicting on human being in suffering also we have the refugees in uh, besieged by the persecution for the reason of the opinion and has the source out the history of the human being all of those uh, try to so many challenges and also still uh, too many uh, refugees, they are suffering in detention center, sickness, mentality, stress, and what... That's true. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and in fact, um, you're talking about, like, the Home Affairs Minister, Peter Dutton, um, his move to repeal the Medivac bill and restrict medical transfers from offshore to Australia um, has already passed the lower house. They want to repeal the Medivac bill... And that means that it, it may, it's likely to come to the Senate in the late November sitting. So what that means, you, you were talking about mental health, is that right? Uh, yeah, mental yeah. health, because it's, uh, they, they, they not, it's still the people in the detention centre. Is, is they, uh, that's the process now is that some people, they have uh, five, six years in detention yeah. centre until now. Is that just very stressed? Is that, just that you know, someone he's... He, he can speak with his family or he can't see their family, their children. Is that the hard? The people getting straight to, to getting the mentality to the heart, you know. Yeah. Or someone is came here to, on the community detention and he not allowed to study, he not allowed to work. Is that that, that kind is, you know, he, he also get the 
being the mentality, you know, is is I hard. see. So, so you're saying so, that, that people are not allowed to study or work, but when so you, you you were talking, you said two things here. Let me know if I'm wrong here or right. Mm. So you said first that when people are detained in detention, there are problems with stress and mental health, mm. and then you you just also said that. Um, that when they're out in the community, they can't work or study. Is that right? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um. The the, the I I mentioned the mentality is because um if someone is being long time in the uh, detention center, he's become the sick. Yeah. He's becomes the sick mentality. When he becomes the sick, they bring out to the, they want to give give him the medication. Is that is not good? Why do you not the process the, is they are like the uh, asylum seeker. When the asylum seeker, they processes to 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 the visa is direct straight away to to process. You know, That's is right. that the better 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 than when the people uh, someone has become the sick and then you bring to detention uh, community detention and you want to give him the uh, medical access i get it yeah no th- this is good no this is it's very important um what you're saying now um what we'll do now i'm just going to go into an announcement and we'll have a couple of minutes rest we obviously can't bring tea in here but that's like we can have it later Oh, yeah, I just have to find it. Okay. Six years I've been in Beyond the Bars is 3CR's annual prison project, giving voice to our Aboriginal and Strait Islander inmates right across Victoria. It's good to be here because uh, Aboriginal radio and um, you don't really get to do this much. Brings us all together. Time, you'll get your time to take that first step out that front door to freedom beyond these walls. Make sure and I just want to say thank you doors. to all What's of you for giving us the opportunity to, to speak on air. The bigger the reason, the bigger the calling. Make your commitment and watch things unfold. And you can listen to audio from this year's broadcasts and previous years as well. Online at any time, just go to 3cr.org.au forward slash beyond the bars. But also while I'm here, I'd like to say thank you for all for coming, um, helping, giving us a chance to do this. It's really good, you know. It's been going for a while now. Hopefully, it goes, it keeps going. You know, like it's it's good that we can do this and um, get our voice out there as prisoners. We can't blame everything on the external, so let's stop looking for it in the hands of the persecutor, because real power comes from here and it comes from family. If you would like us to post you a free CD, contact the station on 03 9419 Okay, you're back with the Doing Time show. So there's quite a few of us in here and I just want to... This is more like a discussion. So if people want to talk, just talk, just talk, okay? It's... um. It's not one of those formal interview situations, so it's 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 a it's a discussion. So, Naba, so what are your what are your views on this on this whole thing? That like I want my I want to get my visa and I want to get like Medicare for me and my brother that's that has health issues. Your brother's here? No, he oh. is here in, in, in here in my country, but he's yeah. not with us right now. I understand. And Hassan, what about you? 
Hello everyone again. Uh, thank you very much again. Um, actually, Ahmed, he's talked about something before. He said, um, you know, people about the education. Uh, honestly, I am without education. And you can understand this is from my language. The issue is, uh, when we came here 2012, the immigration straight away give our visa calling subclass 050. This means you're not allowed to study or working, so you're suffering from your life. Imagine that without any education and any working, and it's too much suffering for people. Also, I like talk about Naba. Actually, Naba, uh, she's just 14 years old. Honestly, uh, Naba, she's rejected, and her family as well, and they are now without any payment, and they are without any um, Medicare. Her brother is struggling with, uh, he have issue with the kidney, so he's not allowed to go for the, uh, you know, for the doctor, and it is very hard. This is very hard when now I'm bringing Neba with me in the car and she said for something for me and I'm sorry Neba to say that but I have to say it. Yeah. Uh, she said, imagine that sometime I'm going for the school and even I can't buy something from the canteen and I can't ask my family because I know they don't have any payment and they don't have any, uh, you know, uh, they stop the salary and... You know, eight years without any future, without, they don't know what they're going to do. And they're going to deport them back. They're going to be like, same the Tamil family. And what, if you hear about the couple weeks before. Um, honestly, because I'm organizing the Melbourne, I hear every day a lot, of, a lot of issue, a lot of happen from the people. I can't explain that for one hour. I said this one last time. Seriously, I have a lot of issue for people. Now, the government is banishment, the, the refugee. It's very bad. Even they're not doing nothing. They're just coming by boat. And they're not their choice to being a refugee. So they leave their country because it's an unsafe country. And their life in danger because this is why they came here to Australia. We don't need nothing, just we need a humanity. We need the fair process for us. Absolutely. It's, yeah, yeah, it's like so many issues, so many cases, so many happen for people. It's nothing to, if you give the people just the permanent visa and leave them living as a human here, nothing is going to be happen. And are you all from the collective Justice for Refugees or not? Yes, I am um, Justice for Refugees. I am organiser for Melbourne, Melbourne, Melbourne organiser. Okay, because we were speaking off air about that and the fact that um, Justice for Refugees yeah. is not recognised too much. Are you able to, to talk about that? Uh, actually, Justice for Refugees is just like people, you know, we're standing up now to asking for our rights. Uh, to end the discrimination law, um, this is what the government did. It's a fast track, 2014. So we have to stop the fast track because by law we are uh, citizen people, but the government, like, you know, they're playing for us like a shit, shit range. And we are now standing together as a refugee 
and we're not gonna be scared anymore because what happened is when we came 2012 when they give our the Persian visa they make our sign for the behavior and the behavior yes. let's talk about that let's did did that happen to all of you uh, actually yes yeah. and the behavior this mean uh, if you did anything like they're gonna straight away they send for they said for us we're gonna send you guys for the you know Papua Guinea or Manus. Do you for, have to sign a document? For the, yes, you have to sign the document and we sign the document and they not give our copy for the document and we leave it with them. And you know it's like uh, it's something I'm sorry to say that, but it's something ridiculous because last week I meet with someone his name Ali. Oh, yes. Uh, Ali, he's, you know, it's like, he's a story, like, you know, unbelievable. Ali, he's came here when he's five years, and he's come with his mom. This is before uh, 20 years, he's come here in Australia, and his mom, she get the citizen. And because Ali, he's under 18 or under 16, so, uh, you know, his mom, she's applied for him to get his uh, Australian passport. So he have Australian passport. After that, he's even like he traveled for the um, Holland and United States and for Dubai as well. So he's come back and, you know, he don't know what's going on. It's okay. He's Australian. So he's come with his mom and he have like permanent visa. After that, he have the, his mom, she's applied for the um, Australian passport and he's have the Australian passport. Anyway, after 20 years... Uh, he have just traffic um, issue, just is uh, you know driving speeding, and this has happened for everyone can be. Yeah. And they put him like for the detention center, and they got his permanent visa, and he's find out he's not Australian citizen because he not apply for the uh, for the citizen. Yeah. So like you know it's like very hard when someone is. 20 years and for this country. And 20 he have, years he was 20, in Australia. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Actually, he's, now it's been, he's 26 years. Now it's around 20 uh, years. He's fine with this happened, but he's now four years and four months he's at the detention center because they took his permanent visa from him. So this is what we're talking about, the behavior and the stuff. And actually, they just like, he have to just stay for a month, okay, because the traffic issue and... Um, they said, ah, because he's not stopped for the police or whatever. And he said that. He said, I swear to God, I don't see any police behind me. But still, yeah. this is the, you it's know. It's true. Yeah. I think the point you're trying to make here, Asan, yeah. is that the, he, Ali went to, he's been on this show a few times. He went to prison. Yeah. He, I don't care who it is, okay? If you serve your time, you serve your time. You don't go deporting someone just yeah. because they're not a citizen. Then he gets um, detained indefinitely and he got his hand broken. True. By the guards when yep. he was in Mitre. And then you we, you and I were in court on Thursday supporting Ali, weren't we, with, along with other people. And um, there was an intervention order that was placed against him by yep. the guards to not post videos. True. So but so I think there's a lot of um, demonisation here. And also the lovely man from Sudan, what's your name? Uh, Ahmed. Ahmed. Yep. So Ahmed... Um, you know, you've got that demonisation as well of Sudanese people where, you know, remember how um, the government was saying that don't go to a restaurant um, and walk home late at night. <laughs> remember that? Uh, you heard about that? 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, the, the, they were saying that, that Sudanese people are bad. You know, ah uh, yeah, like uh, yes? yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that's it's, uh, it's, it's calling the African gang, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah that one, yeah. Um, Total demonization. Yes, it's that's one. I think is the responsibility for the government. We are they are born here, and they are grow up here. They are Australian. They don't know about the most of them. Most of them they don't know about the Sudan. They never been in Sudan. The people, exactly. yeah, they, the people they uh, involved for the. The happens incident there's the gang uh, African gang that's the, those people all of them they are born here they are grow up here but they you know that sometimes is that the, the, some policies for the refugees is 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 you know people they don't have the other choices they go to do anything is wrong or right they don't care because they are existing in you know that's, that's people, the government, they should uh, care about them. We all, is that all of them, yeah. all the Australian people, they can care about those people to give him the uh, educate, to give him the advices for the, the right way, you know. Uh, everyone is responsible. It's just not for the Sudanese or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. And other thing is uh, when the, something is uh, happen in community or the in uh uh, yeah, in community. Uh, if but we 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 mention that if that one is Indian, that one is Sudanese, that one is Lebanese, that one is Iranian, or something like that. But if that something something is better, as he does, or someone is better, or he wins his football cup or something like that, we say that one is Australian. The social media yeah. yes, that is no good. I think yeah. you know. No, it's not. The, and 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 I think that you know we're all here. Sitting together, mm. one big happy dysfunctional family. Yep. Yes. Yes. You know. Yes. That's what we do. <laughs> and we're all here having a chat. Yeah. And everybody is equal. And three CR Community Radio actually is a safe environment yep. where everybody comes in here who doesn't have a voice. Yeah. And everybody can have can talk equally. And it's not about you know demonising people or saying that just because someone came by boat that they're not a refugee, um, that they're taking people's jobs. How many times have I heard people say, oh, yeah, but, you know, they're, they're taking pensions away, mate. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, mate, yes, they're taking pensions. Yeah, exactly. Robert, did you want to say something? Sorry. Yeah. I just want to say that uh, you talk about have, having to come here and start off with a bridging visa. Um, how difficult is it to get a job with that yeah. stigma when they find out, oh, you're here on a bridge of visa? Uh, uh, actually, sorry. Um, actually, when we came, this is what I mentioned earlier. They not give our right to start to working. So you're without any work. So if you want to work, you're gonna work cash in hand, and we don't. Know, we're not gonna do that. Never. Okay. And from the Virgin visa, if you have the Virgin visa, they're not gonna accept you because a lot of jobs you have to have a PR. If you don't have the PR, you're not gonna get this job. Some jobs, sometimes you have to be Australian citizen. So this is very difficult and this is very hard, especially with without any education as well, because we don't have this right. Yeah. Uh, um, yep. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I just want to add that about that. Uh, yes. One one thing is that when you have the region visa, is I think it is it's not have enough hour to you study to 
to know the English to work. You know, any, any place of the jobs is needed to the basic English. You 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 don't have to, you you didn't educate it. You you didn't sure. go to the the school. How do you apply for the job? You don't know that the bridging visa is not have that enough hour. You know, they don't give you the enough hour to do it. And, and uh, another thing also is every six months you can check it. You work uh, work uh, in Thailand or no? It's work right or no? It's every six months you can change. Every six months maybe they can stop you. Every six months is. It's got a very uh, big issue, you know. Yeah, and you mentioned earlier about people having um, mental illness and people needing help. Um, yep. If people out there can understand, uh, hearing these stories of where people are coming from, their situation, that they're coming here already um, distressed, maybe confused, despair, yep. and they're desperate for help. And then when they get here, they're thrown into a prison-type environment and they're treated like a prisoner. Mm. And I'm sure that can be very confusing. Yeah. Very confusing. Uh, yeah. Because it's, uh, if uh, if someone is escaped from there, from war, from it's not safe, the country, and he he voluntarily he's, he's come source of uh, ocean or, you know, it's by boat. And then when he came here, he got a shock you, because he's, yeah, you know, the the treatment is not the way what he was uh, thinking about about Australia. We don't gonna hear. We don't gonna say that Australia is bad, but Australia is better better yeah. than this. This. So the people when they came here, they need uh, to get the educa- education, good education, good uh, uh, health treatment, and you know, and it's it's not they, they needed the the same level, uh, the, the social uh, benefit is the same level with the Australian people here. They are part of, of the Australian community. They exactly. What they want that. That's exactly right. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. Um, now, it's a, it's approximately 4.29 in case listeners have just tuned in. You're listening to the Do and Time show. Um, yeah, I try not to ask too many questions about, about the boat experience because out of respect because it is, it is very traumatising and, you know, issues may come up for people. Um, but people, you know, just feel free to, to mention anything you like. Now, Naba. Yeah, hi. <laughs> How, given that you're you're still young, um, is someone, are you are you living with somebody? I mean, how are you coping here in Australia? Yeah, I live with my family, so. Oh, they're, they're all here in yeah, Australia? Yeah, they're all here, yeah. Okay, so you all came here together as a family? Yeah. Yep. And how many brothers and sisters do you have? So I have two brother. One brother was born here. Okay. And I have two sisters. And mum and dad. Yep. And wow, so you you all came We're all a big together. Family basically. Yeah, and you weren't separated at all. Oh no, we not. So you that's just wonderful, and I I hope one day you can write it. We can all write books. Yeah. I want to write a, a story about the journey how I came here. By but it's really crazy, like going back to. Like, how I came to a boat, like, I talked to myself and be like, I was really, like, I made it. Like, I can't believe it. Because people, like, who came in a boat, like, they didn't make it here. Like, some of them died. You saw them die? No, but, like, yeah, other people who came, like, I've seen in the news, like, people come yeah, here. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, are you going to school here? Yes. That's fantastic. So, so that's good. At least you're, you're going to school. And um, but you you say that your brother um, has a is problems with the kidney. Yeah. 
And there's no medical care for that? No, there isn't. And he had to drop out, like, at a young age. How old is your brother? Um, he's 19. So with the kidney, what what are the symptoms there? What's happening? I don't know, but he has, like, kidney problems. Like, yeah. it needs to be removed, replaced with it. Yeah, so that's okay. barbaric, really. It's it's quite barbaric uh, for, for this government um, or any successive government to... It's, it's just incredible. And I'm wondering whether people in the community are actually covered by um, the Medivac bill in Australia. I'll have to do some... I don't think so, actually. I think it's just for people in detention. Okay. Yeah, so... Now, I just wanted to quickly advertise something, and who knows, maybe someone here might be interested in going tomorrow night. Um, it's on the... No, sorry, Wednesday night. It's on the 2nd of October and it's run by the Refugee Action Collectives and it's called How Unions Fight for Refugee Rights mm-hmm. and it's it's actually going to be in the city Wednesday at 6.30pm to 8pm and there'll be a number of speakers there and the address is 535 to 541 Elizabeth Street, Melbourne and I have um, Peter going down there from the Doing Time show to record and the speakers are Michelle O'Neill, President of the ACTU, Michael Clifford, Secretary of the Queensland Council of Unions, heavily involved in the union fight to save baby Asher, and that he'll be from Videolink, Matt Kunkel, Director of the Migrant Workers Centre, um, and a number of other speakers, and there'll also be Lucy Honan from the Refugee Action Collective who'll speak, and it's entitled How Unions Can Help Refugees. And there's also another guy, um, Yanya who came to Australia by boat in 2013 and is with the ANMF. Maybe someone can help me here. G-H-A-N-I-E-H. Anybody pronounce that? Mm-hmm. No. Different language. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. Any other things that people want to say? Oh, yes. There's so much to say, yes. isn't there? There's so much to say. And... Just we ask for everyone, please, standing with us. And thank you very much for you. And thank you for everyone standing with the refugee and fighting for us. And please, we're asking everyone here us now. They have to send message or email for the MBs, put pressure for them to change this law against the, the refugee. Because, seriously, we have a lot of issue people like... Some people, they don't have education. They can't come and explain what their story, what they have and what they have. So now she said, uh, never she said to her brother, he can't have any treatment for her kidney. So what he's going to do? For the neighbor, what she's going to do for when she's going to finish her high school? And other people, like, they are without their family eight years. I have a lot of people, they said, oh, I not see my daughter more than eight years. And you know how it's hard when you spread some, someone from their family. A lot of people, they, they dad or mom, they die without the saying goodbye for them. Just we need the fair process for them and give them the permanent visa. We'll make them stay here and live like a humanity. We know the Australian people, they're kind. We know everyone living for this land. The, how did yeah. you all meet? 
with uh, you mean with Naba and Ahmed yeah, and all everyone. of you. How, how did yeah. you all meet? Because there seems to be a great connection b- between all of you here, a, a yeah. solidarity and friendship. Actually, I uh, meet with Ahmed. Uh, I try to, because I'm a Melbourne organizer, I try to, my job is like I have to find all the community uh, numbers and contact with them. So when I contact uh, Ahmed and, yeah, so he's, yeah, I, I meet with him and I understand like people who's have like our situation uh, never as well from someone from family friend and now we are like we have the justice for refugee page and we meet together but now I mean we growing up now uh, we more strong now so we have the organizer from Sydney we have organizer from Melbourne Perth Brisbane and we have to growing up more and we have to find all the 30,000 of people they're suffering from their life more than Eight years. Do you have a page, a web page that people can access to have a look? Yes, uh, we have the page. It's uh, calling Justice for Refugee. And the Facebook, yeah. yeah. Justice for Refugee. Just Facebook, Facebook, because some people may not have access to Facebook. Is there another way that people can contact? Yeah, uh, actually, we have uh, Instagram as well. And we have our page as well for uh, G4 R dot com so dot uh, au dot yeah dot com dot au uh, yes yeah, so I think Facebook Instagram and what else Instagram yeah Instagram yeah. we mentioned that yeah. so what do you want we have we're gonna do it for you straight away <laughs> <laughs> no it's all good it's it's yeah. all good it's it's yeah. just because I I just feel that. Yeah. It's important to really spread the word, isn't it? Yeah, and, true. And so all of you have survived the boat. All of you have survived detention. Yes. That's and correct. you're yes. all here. And don't forget your dreams. Hopefully, hopefully. And also some people, they're coming by plane as well. By plane. Mm, exactly. Yeah, right. And who's come by plane after 2013? Because, you know, the, the law has changed. It by, shouldn't matter. Exactly. For the 13th of August 2012, the law changed. Anyone come like, by plane or yeah. boat, anything. I don't understand, like, be honestly, and sorry to say that, but why you be racing? Why why you be racist with the refugee? Why? Just because they're not white or they have different blood? Or we are human. We're not coming here to like holiday or something like that. Just because our life is not safe. Say so, seriously, we're suffering. We're stressing eight years. We can't explain that one minute or one hour or ten days as well. So I have a lot of people. Every day I receive call from people, they too much suffering. Their mental, you know, their mental health issue too. You know, it's like, even if you're disability, I have some people like, I know someone, his name's sad as well, his disability, and he can't walk, he can't do nothing. And, you know, they're not accepting like a disability because you're a refugee. Oh, okay. They don't, so, so yeah. he's, people with disabilities are detained. Yeah, they can't like have any, you know, the the supporting like a disability or uh, they're going to have carer or anything like that. And if you remember like um, last couple of weeks or last week when we were talking about my friend, I lost him because, yeah. um, you know, 
he married with Australian and she's born here and he have two daughter uh, they Australian and because the mom's Australian so they reject him and they said for him you have to leave this country and he said how am I going to leave my kids and stuff after that he's coming too much stress after that he's um he's sick with the cancer and because they reject him and they took the medicare from him and he can't treat him and i told this is before like uh the red cross they paid one and twice he's borrowing the money and after that what happened is he can't treat himself and he's die and we we lost him because you know because just the government the i don't know what's going on for the scott morrison government what they try to do for the people the banishment them how many years okay tell me how many years are you going to banish me how many years are you going to leave me without a permanent visa so he died because he didn't get access to medical yes, care exactly here in australia exactly yeah and he had cancer at that time so didn't what get. you mean like he he didn't get anything nothing at all no he can't get anything because he don't have the medicare do you know now if you don't have the medicare even if you're going to go for the blood test it's going to cost you around 660 yeah, yeah. Yeah. uh now never she's told me something in the car and i don't know why now maybe she's shy to say that or i don't know but she said for me sometimes i'm getting sick but i can't go for the doctor i said why because she said i don't have the medicare and yeah. you know if you're going to go for the doctor without any medicare they're going to cost you a lot of money and she don't have any support because they reject her family and reject her and You know, yeah. it's very yeah. You, so you you have felt sick, Nava? Yeah, and both of my like parents, they are sick, but they they can't afford that money to go and get like Medicare and help like health support and stuff. Yeah, and like it's really hard for us. Like my my dad has like heart problems right now, and he he doesn't have a way to. So he's looking help he's looking for help and someone that could support him. But like we don't have Medicare anymore so it's really hard for him. Well, you might need to draw upon the old the old Sudanese and Iraqi herbal medicines. Can you get herbs here? Yeah, but we don't know how to do it. Yeah. It's it's very difficult. It's very difficult. Uh, it's approximately 4:41. And this is a special broadcast dedicated to refugees and we have heard from three very special guests and Rob has been unusually quiet, but uh, <laughs> but it's all good. And um, I'm going to go now into an announcement. Red Alert. Numbers are needed at the Japurung Heritage Protection Embassy camps immediately. Sacred birthing trees on Japurung country need protecting. Over 50 generations have been born on these sites and the birthing trees themselves are 800 years old. These trees are being protected from the Victorian Labor Party's planned highway extension that is set to destroy this sacred dreaming landscape. The campaign to protect country is led by Japurung traditional owners who are calling on people from all walks of life for support. You can help by joining traditional owners at the camp on Japurung country near Ararat or by donating and putting pressure on Daniel Andrews to protect this sacred land. Visit dwembassy.com for more information and updates. No trees, no treaty.
you're back with the Dylan Times show and yeah, it's it's been a very interesting conversation. That was actually a song by Mia Dyson. Uh, she's been around for for a pretty long time. And just to make a, a very brief comment, just about um, the the Aboriginal the Aboriginal um, influence as well on on three CR on the Doing Time show. We've been promoting a lot about the Aboriginal deaths in custody and the inquest of Auntie Tanya Day, and we'll be bringing you more coverage about that. Um, we don't usually focus on one topic, but I felt that it was really important today to um, link up um, connections with, with refugees. And indeed, a couple of weeks ago when Hassan came with, with other people here, um, one of the things that we did talk about towards the end of the show is that Aboriginal people stand in solidarity with refugees and that Aboriginal people are also refugees in their own country. Oh, my God. Um, so, but yeah, Nabar, it's been interesting to hear from from you um, about your your family's problems and and feeling ill and and I'm I'm really sincerely hoping that nothing terrible is going to happen and that you're if you've survived this far you'll keep you'll be able to keep going. Now we've got about uh, I be, I believe Robert wants to say something. Yeah, I just want to say say that um, radio is a great opportunity for network network for people to be able to share the stories and reach out for help. And if there's any listeners out there that can or know somebody that can help some of these people, the refugees that's been in here, to help them get a job, there um, be free to contact 3CR or the Facebook uh, contact that they have or any events that they might be out there. Because they would really appreciate it a chance, as they said earlier, that it's very difficult with that stigma to, to try to get a job. And just like everyone else, they just want to hate to quote him, but as Scott Morrison said, they want a fair go. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah Scomo, Scomopio, you know, like Pinocchio with the big nose. <laughs> <laughs> I better be careful of defamation, but yeah, no, not really. It's approximately three forty-nine, and we're we're nearing the end of our show. We've got about um, five minutes left. Um, this is your, your opportunity, everybody. Um, is there anything else that anybody wants to say? We just we just want the help from you guys, and we want all of you to stand by our side and just go through this journey. And and I, I just. You know, I just want. I want to live like in freedom. Like I don't want to be stressing all the time. Like I don't want to go to school sad and upset about like. Like I'm too young for this, and I just don't. How do you say it? <laughs> it's really complicated, but yeah, that's okay. You, you're doing really well. I think what you're trying to say is that you you want freedom. Um, although none of us are really free, we're all slaves to capitalism, but <laughs> but I know what you mean. Like you you want the freedom to be able to go to school, to have medical care. Um all of you, you know, yeah, exactly. to to have medical care. Mm. Um all all the the human rights that a lot of people take for granted, um take for granted in Australia. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um and I just gone. yeah, I yeah. just want to say you know um, uh, we here uh, we we not feel that different uh, 
uh, of uh, Australian community, but just we make us the different the policies, the government policies. So we 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 give the we call all people to condemn us, you know, to to join to uh, justice for refugees, all the communities, refugee communities, to support uh, our uh, uh, problems. You know, we get the that's why we not our uh, situation is not uh, get the process. So uh, with uh, thank you for everyone to support us. I uh, thank you, three uh, CR uh, radio station, was to have the chance to uh, share our ideas our uh, stories and uh, uh, this is good chance and we hope it's we will uh, win you know this case i hope so and i hope you've all got lawyers you've all got lawyers lawyers uh, you know legal help uh, yeah, some, 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 yeah, some of uh, some community members, they are lawyers, you know. Um, we, it's, everyone is get involved now. This uh, uh, Justice for Refugees is a new organization, it's, but it's going, growing faster, you know. Now we have more than uh, 10 and 12 uh, communities. We still keep uh, uh, going to, up, to, yeah. to, yeah, uh, to invite everyone to come join us yep. to, to, to support the refugees around Australia. Absolutely. And to be honest with you, I am really happy that all of you are here because often what happens with a lot of shows is it's always difficult to get refugees in here. And when I first started visiting MITRE, obviously you couldn't bring any recording equipment in there. Um, And I started visiting MITRE actually in Broadmeadows um, about a year ago to try and and get some people to talk. But at that time, people weren't actually allowed access to their mobile phones. And one of the things that I did notice back then when I went to visit MITRE is that you could all sit around the table and share food. You were able to do that. Now it is is like a prison-type environment. Also, just a a big cheerio to Ali. Ali, if you're listening over the internet, because obviously I don't think they're allowed to have radios in Mm. Adelaide Detention Centre, um, hello, brother. Um, we'll speak to you some other time. And um, Hassan, you might want to text him afterwards if you don't mind. Yeah, and, I will. And le- apologise to him. Let him know that yep. we couldn't have him on today because there were t- too many people in the studio. Yep. But we will speak with him soon if, if you're okay, okay. With, with that. I will do that. It's approximately 4.53 and you're listening to the Do and Time show. Um and thank you so much, everybody, for, for coming in. Thank you for you. Thank you very thank you much. For thank, you. Well, thank you. So I think what we'll do is we'll go into an announcement. And um, if you could all stay in, until the end, if that's okay. And we'll say our goodbyes after that. Okay. Just as for From October the 28th to the 31st, some of the worst climate criminals will be gathering for the International Mining Conference, IMARC, at the Melbourne Convention Centre. Blockade IMARC is an activist alliance committed to putting a stop to the mass destruction caused by extractive industries across the globe and the harm they cause to communities and ecosystems. We need your help to be part of this blockade. Find out how at blockadeimark.com or check out our Facebook page, Blockade IMARC. A 3CR supporter. Yeah. 
And you're back with the Doing Time Show. And look, there, there is a question I really wanted to ask Nava. What, what career do you want to do? Like, what would you like to do when you're older? Be, I want to be a doctor. You want to be a doctor? Yes. Well, that's, that's great. Get out all the textbooks you can. No one can stop you from going to the library. Yeah. No one can stop you from, from going to the university library or to, to go online and start reading up on anatomy and physiology and all those things. And um, I'm going to be sending out a lot of healing to everybody, actually. Because my dream is I want to be a doctor so I could help my brother with his kidney. Of course. Mm. No, that's, that's fantastic. Okay, that's so fun, yeah. goodbye from Marissa. And goodbye from Rob. Goodbye from Hassan. Goodbye from Nava. Go- goodbye from Ahmed. Have a lovely night. And everybody stay safe and look after each other. We have Beyond Zero coming up next. And it's goodbye from the Do and Time show. See you every Monday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show. Bye-bye. Bye.
3CR is a community radio licence holder. What you hear on community radio is governed by the community radio codes of practice. The codes of practice cover matters relating to program content, including local content, news, current affairs, Australian music, programs for children and the responsibilities associated with broadcasting by and for the community. They also cover aspects such as community access and participation in the operation of this station. Copies of the code are available from the 3CR website. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash who we are.